number one show on pop culture and politics. This is The Michael Medved Show. And another great day, another great week in this greatest nation on God's green earth. A great week, one hopes, uh, despite the fact that the weekend was marred by a terrible mass shooting. A, uh, another victim of the uh, killer who killed himself has died just uh, moments ago, actually. It was announced in the hospital. So 11 innocent people dead who were celebrating the Lunar New Year in a dance parlor in Monterey Park, California. And the entire story, and of course they're going to come out as they always do, with uh, a a list of the people and the personalities who were brought down. Apparently, most of the people were older, where they were over 50, whereas uh, when you look at the people who were killed in Chicago over the weekend, which is just, it's just unbelievable because this has become like part of the wallpaper. Chicago shootings, 30 shot seven fatally and weekend gun violence. What's really striking about this is I was wondering, how is it that you have 30 people out of doors in Chicago in in late January? Uh, and the fact is you don't. I, I worked in Chicago for 12 years, and it's pretty serious in the wintertime. You, you just can't hang around and wander around. People are killed in their homes in Chicago by strangers. And by by bullets everywhere with the 30 shootings. Um, I mean, uh, at least 30 people have been shot, seven fatally in weekend shootings across Chicago, police said. Two teens were shot, one fatally, on Sunday afternoon. Listen to this. While trying to buy a pair of shoes from a social media seller, a, a social media seller, I think, means somebody who is not licensed to sell shoes and not selling from a store. He's who knows where they got the shoes. But in any event, they were at the far south side. The teens were 17 and 18. And they were in a parked car about 2.05 p.m. And when they met with the seller, after the seller took uh, money from them, he uh, showed his thanks by opening fire and struck both teens, authorities said. The 17-year-old boy was struck in the chest and pronounced dead. The 18-year-old was struck in the elbow and was taken to Christ Medical Center in Oaklawn, where he was listed in good condition. This goes on, and again, you have uh, such a, a sense of frustration in the country, and, you know, frankly, it's justified. Because, again, if, if we're a country that can put a man on the moon, uh, speaking of which, congratulations again to Buzz Aldrin. We congratulated him on his birthday on Friday. And uh, Buzz Aldrin actually observed his birthday, he's 93, by getting married on his birthday to his uh, longtime significant other, and they should have many, many years of of happiness and joy and goodness and all of that. But uh, this is the way that the Today Show uh, reported the what we know about the suspect in Saturday night's Lunar New Year mass shooting. And again, a time for celebration. The food is sensational. 
I know Monterey Park a little bit. There was a, a, a vegan place years ago, and I'll even call the Happy Family. I don't even know if the Happy Family still exists. But we used to go there, um, and uh, food was incredible. And Monterey Park is known for its uh, Asian restaurants, mostly Chinese restaurants. And o- over 65% of the people who live in Monterey Park and that's about 60,000 people who live in that community, are Asian. Uh, Generally, Asian communities are low crime. And that's one of the reasons that this is such a a terrible, terrible event. Uh, Many people, of course, instinctively, including a lot of politicians on the left side of things, tried before they knew anything to uh, try to say that this was part of the surge in anti-Asian hatred, that it was a hate crime. Well, the guy was a Chinese immigrant. The shooter was a Chinese immigrant and uh, who's um, uh, actually, it it turns out that he fit the profile of somebody who had, had a very unhappy marriage that went badly. And they claim that Hu Can Tran, who was 72, may have been looking for his wife in the two ballrooms that he attacked. Here's the Today Show report. Saturday night shooting is now one of the worst in modern history here in the Los Angeles area. Ten people dead, as you said. At least ten people were wounded. The 72-year-old suspected gunman was later found 12 hours after this all began and was found discovered dead in a van. Uh, Right now, this community reeling and just beginning to process this tragedy. The man authorities believe is responsible for killing ten people at a ballroom dance hall is no longer a threat. Investigators say 72-year-old Hu Can Tran opened fire inside that crowded ballroom in Monterey Park after 10 p.m. on Saturday. Additional units requested multiple victims, gunshot wounds. Five men and five women were killed and 10 others wounded. Witnesses inside described the confusing chaos, initially mistaking the gunfire for celebratory fireworks. Outside, emergency crews treated the wounded in a nearby parking lot and transported others to area hospitals. Okay, and uh, he then uh, tried to attack another dance hall. And uh, when he did so, he uh, uh, confronted uh, patrons at that dance hall. This was in Alhambra, California, which was about 10 minutes away from Monterey Park. He... um, Got stormed the rival Lai Lai ballroom and studio, but two uh, bystanders wrestled with him, took his gun away from him. He ran away, and then later the police, having identified the car, found him in Torrance, California, which is about 30 miles away. And uh, he later killed himself inside a cargo van during a standoff with police in Torrance about 30 miles uh, from Monterey Park, officials said. The motive for his rampage after a Lunar New Year celebration remains unclear, but several disturbing details have emerged about the gunman, what a shock, who had once been a regular patron at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio, which he shot up, where he gave informal lessons. Trans's ex-wife told the network uh, this would be uh, CNN, 
that uh, she met him at the dance studio about two decades ago when he introduced himself and offered her free lessons. The two married soon after, but the marriage fell apart by 2005 when Tran, a Chinese immigrant, filed for divorce. A longtime acquaintance remembered Tran as a frequent presence at the dance studio, which he visited almost every night in the late 2000s and the early 210s. The um, person told the outlet that Tran was hostile to a lot of people there at the dance studio at the ballroom and often complained that the instructors didn't like him and said evil things about him. A um, law enforcement source told L.A. Magazine that Tran was looking for his wife at the two dance halls. Uh, I was told his wife was invited to the Lunar New Year party and he was not. Uh, when, when you think about someone being so upset by not being invited to the same party that his ex-wife was invited to, that he would uh, shoot to death uh, 11 innocent people. Uh, it's, it's unreal. Uh, coming up, uh, there's um, uh, and, and some audio from Brandon Say, who is one of the guys who helped wrestle the gun away from the alleged gunman. This at the dance studio in Alhambra, California. The authorities in California who uh, may be doing a press conference, and we will cover it, of course, if there is anything that is important uh, that is disclosed in the press conference about the shooting in Monterey Park, California. By the way, a bunch of headlines I saw in papers around the country uh, said this took place in Monterey. Monterey is different. Monterey is in central California. It's closer to San Francisco than L.A., and it was the old Mexican capital of the state of California. And by the way, it's a beautiful place to visit. Just one of those those uh, sites in, in California that has a great deal to offer, but people don't usually go to. Monterey Park is not far from downtown L.A., and a law enforcement uh, source uh, said that the weapon that was wrestled away from Tran at the Lilai Ballroom and Studio was a Cobra M11 9mm semi-automatic, which is designed to take 30-round magazines. So by the time he had uh, come to that second ballroom, he had been in his van, he had reloaded, he had a whole lot of killing capacity there. So what Brandon Say did, who uh, was one of the younger people in a crowd that was mostly people over 50, apparently, at least that's what the sources are saying, what Brandon Say managed to do was remarkable. And yes, it was heroic. Here, here he was talking on ABC this morning, Brandon Say. When I got the courage, I, I lunged at him with both my hands, grabbed the weapon, and we had a struggle. We struggled into the lobby, trying to get this gun away from each other, 
He was hitting me across the face, bashing the back of my head. I, I, I was trying to use my elbows to separate the gun away from him, creating some distance. Finally, at one point, I was able to pull the gun away from him, shove him aside, create some distance, point the gun at him, intimidate him, shot him and say, get the hell out of here. I'll shoot. Get away. Go. And at this point, I thought he would run away, but he, he was just standing there contemplating whether to fight or to run away. I really thought I would have to shoot him if he came at me. This is when he turned around and walked out the door, jogged back to his van. I immediately called police with the gun still in my hand. Okay, and uh, by the way, that gun, uh, according to law enforcement sources, is already illegal. And it, it, he did not own it legally because it's not legally for sale in, uh, at least in Los Angeles County. I don't believe it's uh, legal in any part of California. By the way, if somebody knows something about that and you want to call 1-800-955-1776, the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department obtained a search warrant for Tran's home. He lives in a senior community in Hemet which is a community about 85 miles east of L.A. in Riverside County. That's what um, the report is citing the Hemet police spokesman, Alan Reyes. According to business records cited by the outlet, Tran, the gunman, registered a business called Trans Trucking, Inc. in California in 2002, but dissolved it a couple of years later. His ex-wife said he had worked as a truck driver at times. Um... Look, this is one of those things where uh, when mass shootings come up, and this was a stunning number to me, and I, I again, I, I share it with you, but I, you need to put this in com context. It is not true that America is the only country where this happens. Uh, we don't even rank in the top ten when it comes to the number of gun deaths that occur around the world. I will give you that top 10 in, in just a moment, but the New York Times compiled just an enumeration of the mass shootings that we've had so far this year, 2023, and the year is young, need I remind you. You, you get reminded of that because at the beginning of the year, they're always kind of lame offerings at the movies. Now, that's been different. We had one really good movie that came out last week and a pretty good one's coming out this Friday. But, okay, it's early in the year. The mass shooting that left at least 10 people dead, it's now 11 in, in Monterey Park, California, on Saturday night, is the deadliest in the United States since the massacre in Uvalde, Texas, last May, when 19 children and two teachers were killed. A Saturday's shooting is also the second major attack in less than a week in California. Last Monday, gunmen killed six people in Tulare County, California, including a 16-year-old and her 10-month-old baby in a uh, shooting that police said was probably gang-related. Uh, there's no consensus on what constitutes a mass shooting, 
complicating the efforts of government, nonprofits, and news organizations to document the scope of the problem. The Gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit research group, defines a mass shooting as involving at least four people killed or injured. By that measure, there have been 33 mass shootings so far in 2023. Okay, you can do the math. I mean, today is the 23rd. This is more than one a day of mass shootings. Too much? Well, isn't it obvious? The, uh, by that measure, there have been 33 mass shootings so far in 2023. Um, there have been 648 mass shootings all told last year. Again, more than one a day, 21 of which involved five or more fatalities. And they list some of them, just to refresh your memory. November 22nd last year, uh, a Walmart employee opened uh, fire in a break room as the store was preparing to close for the night, killing six people, the authorities said. The gunman was found dead, apparently from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, according to the police. Uh, there was November 20th, Colorado Springs. Five people were killed and 17 wounded by gunfire at a shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub. The gunman was hurt and taken to a hospital. Uh, there was Charlottesville, Virginia, on November 13th. Three University of Virginia students, all members of the football team, were killed and two were wounded when a gunman, a former player, uh, opened fire in a garage after a field trip to see a play in Washington, D.C. It goes on. Can the country do better in dealing with this problem? 1-800-955-1776. Well, obviously, the answer has to be yes, right? We'll be right back on The Medved Show. The Michael Medved Show. have a feature on the show that we do from time to time called Tweet of the Day, but this this subject of mass shootings and and needless death uh, is doesn't really lend itself to much amusement. But there is a a tweet that I think is is very unfortunate, and uh, it's a a tweet from the, the governor of California who says, spent time in Monterey Park today meeting with leaders and those impacted by this terrible tragedy. The strength of this community is incredible. Okay, that's fine. That's a, uh, appropriate for the governor of the state to talk about. Then he adds, no other country in the world is terrorized by this constant stream of gun violence. We need real gun reform at a national level. And see, part of the question here is, okay, they obviously had done a previous gun reform to outlaw uh, the kind of semi-automatic uh, pistol that he was using. 
that he used to kill these people. It is a Cobra M11 9mm semi-automatic, which takes uh, 30-round magazines. That's not apparently, at least according to law enforcement, as they told the press, it's not a legal gun in California. And then when he says no other country, no other country has this constant stream of gun violence, the um, highest uh, rates of violent gun death, homicides, this does not include suicides. We have more suicides in America more gun deaths by suicide than we do by homicide. And uh, the top 10 in the world do not include the United States. Uh, the top 10 are Mexico uh, at 16 per 100,000 residents, Puerto Rico. And you could say, well, Puerto Rico is the United States. Yes, it is not a state, but it is a possession of the United States. The U.S. Virgin Islands, which uh, is also uh, not a state and not in, in, in governed uh, strictly as a part of the United States. But then those are number 10, number 9, number 8. Then you have Honduras, the Bahamas, Brazil, uh, Colombia, Guatemala, and then the two worst in the world, Venezuela and El Salvador, worst in the world with 37 uh, violent gun deaths per 100,000 residents in 2019. Now, it, it doesn't mean that when you compare the United States to Finland or, or, or Norway or, or even Netherlands or uh, Spain, uh, it doesn't mean that the United States doesn't have a shamefully high level of violent crime. We do. And what is particularly shameful is that it has been going up. Now, there is some reason to believe that if you look at some of the figures on violent crime, not on property crimes, property crimes have continued to go up. But if you look at violent crime, it may be has begun to head back down again. And, of course, it's still, still much better in the United States, vastly better than it was when we had a, a real crime epidemic that began in the late 60s and then continued, really, until the 80s and 90s. There has been a real improvement because of better policing and more policemen. And defund the police is clearly not the answer. It is a tremendous problem, and it makes no sense. The, um, uh, what is going on here in Monterey Park, the, uh, uh, the congressperson from Monterey Park, whose name is Judy Chu, uh, she reps, represents Monterey Park in the federal Congress, she said that yesterday's shooting at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio tore a hole through our hearts. And uh, this is what she had to say, clip 5 The shooting um, shattered our image of Monterey Park as a peaceful and quiet place, uh, a great place to raise your kids, a place that embraces diversity. Uh, it is a city that is 65% Asian, and uh, celebrations like this, 
are very key to uh, the community. That's why uh, the Lunar New Year celebration was so joyous um, and it, the opening ceremony was only hours before the shooting occurred. There were thousands of people just a block away celebrating the Lunar New Year. Uh, but now we are in the process of recovering from this horrendous shooting and the healing has to start now. As she went on to talk about the uh, the fact that many people, when the first news came across, assumed that this was part of what has been an, a, a tragic and shameful upsurge in hate crimes against Asian people here in the United States. It's real. It's not imaginary. Uh, and here's what Congresswoman Judy Chu had to say about it. Listen. This was uh, a time which should have been very joyous, a time to return to normalcy after three years of being cooped up due to COVID. And then for the shooting to occur, just uh, tore a hole through our hearts. And um, it was also on the uh, end of this three-year struggle with anti-Asian hate. There have been 11,500 hate crimes and incidents that have occurred. And in fact, uh, for many people, including myself, when I heard there was a shooting, I thought that it was uh, an anti-Asian hate crime. Uh, it wasn't, but still, this terrible tragedy is something that uh, is affecting all of us. And uh, it, it, it should affect Americans. However, the idea that California has a low rate of mass shootings uh, which is something they've been talking about on uh, cable news networks. It, it does not. California has um, the most mass shootings of any state in the union. Now, part of it's because it has the biggest population. But if you look at the top 10 states in terms of the number of mass shootings, uh, California, Illinois, hello, Chicago, Florida, Texas, New York, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Ohio. This is unlike a lot of the other statistics you can give for states because there are very democratic states on that list like New York and California and Illinois, very Republican states like Texas and Florida and Tennessee, uh, swing states uh, like Pennsylvania, they're, they're all there on that list. And to say that there are gun regulations in one or another state that have succeeded in cutting back on the mass shootings, it isn't that simple. I do think part of it has to do with something that I, I don't know that I can control here regarding this show or that anyone can control with the media in general, is that surely the more attention we give, which is why uh, I, I am assuming that be, we're going to go past this issue uh, as, as time goes on. The, the attention provokes copycats. It, it's almost a certainty. And uh, again, when we learn more about this particular shooter, 
maybe those are some of the lessons we should take away. We will be right back on The MedVet Show. Medved Show uh, on March uh, 16th, 2021. And this relates to what people perceive as a uh, uh, new attacks. Uh, and it's been particularly intense in New York City, where the attacks on Asian people and uh, Orthodox Jewish people on the street and on the subway have uh, ha- have been chilling horrifying, resulting in some cases in, in death. But uh, one of the, the cases that was widely viewed, and I think that's questionable, as a hate crime uh, aimed at Asian people occurred on March 16th, 2021, where a shooting spree, and you will remember this, occurred at three spas or massage parlors in uh, the area of Atlanta, Georgia. Eight people were killed, uh, six of whom were women of Asian descent. And whether the person was wounded, the suspect was uh, Robert Aaron Long. He was taken into custody later that day. He told police he was motivated by a sexual addiction that was at odds with his Christianity, for which he had spent time in an evangelical treatment clinic. He was charged with 19 crimes in Fulton County and 23 in Cherokee County. Long pleaded guilty to the Cherokee County charges and was sentenced to life without parole. The The idea there is that uh, uh, clearly this was a, a, a very disturbed individual. And when you're looking at hate crimes, what usually characterizes hate crimes are manifestos, some kind of statement, some kind of indication that the motive here is based upon a bigotry and hatred for the uh, killing of 11 people at prayer at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill, which is a neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The killer in, in that case had uh, abundant um, postings and, and, and things that he had written that it indicated that he blamed, uh, he was actually an advocate for, quote, replacement theory. He blamed uh, Jews for undermining the United States and replacing white Christian people with all kinds of foreigners. I guess you could say that the shooter in this case was one of those people who would be part of that replacement theory paranoia. But uh, the, I, I don't believe the Las Vegas shooter, who again was an older uh, male, and I don't believe that he actually left a, uh, uh, any indication of why he was killing people. And remember, he just fired out of a window and, and fired and fired. And what, he killed 57 uh, people in, in that in that shooting. And it was grim and it was horrible. But most of the 
the hate crimes that, that people look at, uh, the people are very outspoken. The, the worst of these cases, of all of them, was Anders Bering's Brevik in, uh, in Norway, in Oslo. And, and Norway has a very low crime rate. By the way, they also have uh, a very high rate of firearm ownership. But they managed to do better on it. One of the things that people point out is one of the things that has gone down in the United States is the level of trust. I, I, I wrote a column. You can see it. It should still be up on our website about the pandemic of loneliness that people report in the United States where you have significant numbers of people in this country close to a third who say they have no close friends. And that is one of those things that creates the sort of isolation that leads to every sort of depression and drug overdoses and, yes, suicides. And a, a great deal of that, what's very ironic, is that right now there are so many people who try to collect friends on Facebook or Instagram or social media or Twitter of, of all kinds. There's lots of communication going on, but very little friendship. And uh, again, when you talk about a deeper problem, the, the case that I was talking about was Stephen Paddock was the name of the shooter. He's 64 years old, not quite as old as the shooter in this case, who's 72. But on October 1st, 2017, he opened fire on the crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival on the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada. He had rented because he was a person unlike most of the mass shooters who uh, seemed to have had very, very unsuccessful, very frustrating lives. Uh, Stephen Paddock had made some money. And he was able to uh, rent a suite of rooms in the Mandalay Bay Hotel, and he fired more than a thousand bullets, killing sixty people and wounding four hundred thirteen. You think uh, about that, and uh, in in more crime news. There is this. Four members of the far-right Oath Keepers group were convicted this morning of seditious conspiracy. Uh, they join the founder of the Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes, who was found guilty by a jury of plotting to keep President Donald Trump in power by the use of force. Seditious conspiracy charges are rarely used and even more rarely successful at Rhodes' trial, only he and Florida Oath Keepers leader Kelly Meggs were found guilty of the crime with three associates convicted of less politically loaded charges. Uh, Joseph Hackett, 52, Roberto Minuta, 38, David Morshell, who is 45, and Edward Vallejo, who is 64, were described in this latest case by federal prosecutors as armed and dangerous traitors and by their attorneys... <laughs> as hapless has-beens who just stumbled into chaos. Uh, I don't know how many years they will serve for being convicted of seditious conspiracy, 
but I, I, it's very striking that when you listen to all these people and, and another January 6th rioter, n nobody gets up and says, uh, no, no, we didn't do this. It was really the FBI and it was people who were uh, doing a false flag operation and it was really Antifa. Uh, you, don't, you don't hear that. Uh, there's also this, an Arkansas man who entered the U.S. Capitol with rioters on January 6, 2021, and was photographed lounging at a desk in uh, then the, the office of the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. He was convicted today of eight federal crimes related to the incursion. His name is Richard Bego Barrett, now 62, who left a crude written message for Pelosi before departing the office suite with a purloined envelope bearing the California Democrats' digital signature. And he sat impassively as a jury in U.S. District Court in Washington delivered its decisions. After nine days of testimony and legal arguments in the trial, the panel began deliberating Monday morning, they reached guilty verdicts on all eight counts against Barnett in less than two hours. Uh, he's guilty of four felonies. The most serious charge he faced, obstructing an official government proceeding, carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. He won't get 20 years. But uh, the, the idea that there are so many people, there are over 900 people who have been charged already. And um, I, I, don't, I don't think there have been, there are individual charges where people have been uh, judged uh, not guilty. But uh, of the 900 people who have been charged, I don't think there are any who have been exonerated where it turns out, no, no, you were just doing your patriotic duty to come in and sack the Capitol building. And uh, the, the idea that there are so many people who don't take January 6th seriously, well, again, it, there's, there's so much that you need to take seriously. What about the latest on those shootings uh, by a defeated candidate over in New Mexico and the Biden scandal, which is getting worse and worse for the president, uh, about his handling of top secret documents. We will get to that and much, much more in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Hi, Fred.